And we are back for another episode of Sports and Wrong. I am your host, Dave McDaniel. Alongside me, as always, Mr. Sweet Cheeks himself, Jamie Cheek, the young, the reckless, Mitchell Graham, yeah. and the Dean Machine, a.k.a. the Dean of College Football, Mr. Dean. We are now on to week nine of the college football season. We're here to preview it all, predict it all, give you our top eight. Let's get started. Jamie, I'm going to pass it to you because this is your segment for our top eight. All right. So uh, we are in week two of our rankings. So I'll start with Mitchell this week. Mitchell, give me your top eight. Um, not much changed. Um, all um at the bot at the eight slot was UCLA. Um, but everything else stayed the um stayed the exact same for me. I've got Georgia one, Ohio State two, three Tennessee, four Clemson, five Michigan, six TCU, seven Bama, and then eight Oregon. After their uh after their good win over UCLA, obviously Ole Miss can't make that spot and UCLA fell out. Oregon uh, fits in there very nicely. I think they are a top eight team in football right now. Um, they're playing – they might be playing top five football the way they played against UCLA. We will see how they can go the rest of the season, see how – if any of that chaos does continue. But that is my top eight. Not much of a change. Um, yes. All right, Nate? Yeah, uh, not, a ton, not a ton of shuffling on mine either. Um, I do have, of course – uh, UGA still at number one, and uh, kind of alluding to the episode earlier this week, uh, Mitchell talking about the strength of schedule. That uh, that Oregon win, it's a very good UCLA team. Uh, South Carolina moving back into the top twenty-five. All those things just helps Georgia's resume. Um, even though they're off, they were off this past week. Some well needed rest. They stay at number one, number two, Ohio State. I was kind of leery of putting Clemson at number three, but I did move them up to number three in mine just because it was a quality win against a very good Syracuse team. Um, I don't think that Clemson would have won that ball game had uh, Syracuse had a little more depth and maybe some questionable play play calling. However, they did win. Um, So Clemson's at three. I got Tennessee at four right now. Uh, Big win against UT Martin. Ooh, huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did give up some points to UT Martin. Again, you know, you might overanalyze it and think too much into it, but uh, definitely UT Martin was able to score on them. Uh, so kind of showed there's still some holes there. They're vulnerable. Uh, Michigan at five. Got Bam at six. Uh, very big win against Mississippi State. Just dominated all fronts. They they look like they fixed a couple of their issues. I still think they're there, but you know, if you got a punctured tire and you take the nail out and you're able to at least fix it and keep air in it, better than it being flat. Mm-hmm. Um I got Oregon at seven just because the uh not only the quality win but the the way that they did win. Um I, I wanted to put them higher I wanted to be a homer and put them farther up, but again, that that Georgia loss is still pretty significant, even though Oregon's a much better team than they were that. And I got TCU at eight. Um, Not a lot of change, just a little bit of shuffling. All right, Hayden. All right, number one, 
Georgia. Right now, a really good resume with the wins over Oregon and South Carolina. Number two, I still have Tennessee just because I, I, I still I, – even though Ohio State dominated Iowa yesterday, I was not a very good team. Uh, but number three, I have Ohio State. Number four, I'm still going to keep Clemson there just because they got they did get it done and Syracuse was a ranked opponent and probably just as good as, as advertised. Um, number five, Michigan, still a good team. Um, and, I mean, they're one that – We'll really find out what Michigan's made of in a few weeks when they play Ohio State. Number six, Alabama, a good bounce back win. And um, just like Nate said, yeah, the, at least the tire's not flat, basically, because there were a lot of, there were still some things to work on, but there were a lot of good things I saw last night in a bounce back one, too. Um, number seven, TCU. I mean, they're up, I think, one spot from last week. You have a big win against Kansas State, big comeback win. And number eight, I have Oregon. Very impressive win at home yesterday against UCLA. And since that Georgia loss, they have been they have climbed their way back into the conversation. So Oregon is at number eight. Georgia one, Tennessee two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, Michigan five, Alabama six, TCU seven, Oregon at eight. Mine uh, uh, didn't change very much either. Georgia one. I still have Clemson two. I I don't know why anybody is like equivocating on Clemson Clemson at this point. I mean, they Syracuse was undefeated, played a really good game. Um, you know, Clemson struggled and won against a team that was ranked in the top twenty. So I I don't yeah I'm I'm pretty high on Clemson. Tennessee is three. Um, Michigan is four. They were off. Uh, this past week, but I'm still I, I'm still very impressed with their win over Penn State. Uh, TCU is the biggest jump for me. Go all the way up to five. Wow. I've I've got Ohio State at six because they still haven't played anybody. Iowa does not count. Iowa is not anybody. So uh, they will get the opportunity when they play Penn State this week to jump significantly for me. If they handle Penn State, then they'll be in the top four. Uh, Alabama is at seven, and it was close in my head between Alabama and Oregon because um, Oregon has looked really, really good since the loss to Georgia. Alabama has not looked great a couple of different times. Obviously, one of those times was without Bryce. So uh, Alabama seven and Oregon eight. So it seems like we're all kind of right there. I think we all have the same teams. Order is a little different here and there. Yeah. But uh, I think that kind of speaks to the fact that things have kind of uh, beginning to clear uh, – clear things up, at least for now. Now, there's going to be a lot of chaos over the next couple of weeks as multiple teams in the top eight right now will have some big tests. But um, before I kick it back to Hayden to uh, to run us through bold predictions, a little score update from last week. Um, everybody except me got their bold prediction. So, Troy over South Alabama for Hayden, Boise straight up over Air Force for Nate, and Duke destroyed Miami. Uh, for Mitchell. So, uh, you know, we joked last week, but I, we all had the same picks. Nate, Hayden, and I had the exact same picks. So uh, they both got 11 points. Mitchell went against us on a couple of games and lost both of them at Minnesota mm-hmm. and UCLA. Three, so, of, uh, three of them. Three of them. Oh, and A&M. and A&M as well, yeah. So, um, so Mitchell had eight. So, with 11, Mitchell with eight, and I was the loser this past week with six because I missed my Kansas plus nine. 
and but Baylor. Screw, screw you, Kansas. Cry me a river with a 14-point lead. Listen, I, I'm, I'm just saying I, I, I put my faith in Kansas, and I'm sorry about that. Okay? No lead is safe when you're not going to get your bold prediction. So, um, I have 67. Hayden has 53. Mitchell has 52. And Nate has 49, which – I mean, all that sounds well and good, but they, they, it, 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 it's a lot tighter this week than it was, so I'm, I'm not real happy about that. Right on. And now we will jump into our bold prediction for week nine, and I will pass it to Mitchell. Yeah, I actually just changed this because I was looking, looking around. Um, I'm taking Coastal outright over Marshall. They are two-and-a-half-point dogs to Marshall. Coastal is 6-1 this year. They're traveling two, four, and three. Marshall. This is an easy one for me. I think Coastal outright over Marshall, big time. All right, thank you, Mitchell. I will pass it over to Nate. All right, I'm going. I know this is going to surprise you guys, but I'm going <laughs> to go out west. Uh, uh, Fresno. Fresno is minus eight to San Diego State for whatever reason. I'm going to go San Diego State outright. That's a ten thirty kick. Yeah, you have to I'm tell me gonna, about it later. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay up for it. <laughs> If you stayed up for San Diego State, Fresno State, there'd be I'd, I'd question your sanity. Um, the <laughs> only many, way that the only the only yeah the I was gonna say the only way that will happen is is that or maybe a Celsius or two, or I have to take about a four and a half hour nap <laughs> in the middle of the day. So uh, none of those really seem like it's gonna happen. So. I'm a, listen. If if I'm up at kickoff, then that's that's doing something. So uh, we'll see what happens Sunday morning. But uh, give me San Diego State outright. All right, thank you, Nate. So now this is the first time this year that I have to go to my third pick because literally you two took my first two. Um, I am going to stay in the Sun Belt. And where Old Dominion is a three-and-a-half-point underdog against Georgia State. Give me Old Dominion outright over the Panthers. <laughs> oh, that was my second one. Pick these games from, like, these smaller conferences. I have no feel for it. Um, all right. And it's I'm, working for you, so, I mean, well, just – it didn't last week, so I, I, I'm going to try to uh, – I'm going to go with the team that hurt me last week. I'm taking Baylor over Texas Tech. For some reason, Texas Tech at home is a one-point dog. That that was my two. That was my second one. That was so the one. I, God, that's such a cupcake line. So I'll, I'll take Baylor over Texas Tech and hope that my uh, – I, I mean, I thought plus nine with Kansas last week was easy, but it uh, did not go that way. Jason Bean, let you down. Yeah, you can you can tell it's late in the season because we're all going outrights now. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, mine was a one point spread, so there was no reason to take the points. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It has now increased. Never mind. I was about to say that since before the show, I was about to say some of the spreads have gone up. But. Um, 
any of the ones we picked. I could pick something else. I had other ones. Don't want to be seen I mean, as a cheater. They, uh, I'm, I'm showing it's a two point spread for yours. Yeah, Texas, Texas, two point favorite. I mean, what, what yeah. what's a point? I mean, right. is that okay. four safe? You know, you can get four safeties on special teams. What's what's the the one Weaver point State. safety? Wow, I thought we weren't going to have any more Weaver State references on the show, and here we are, just a few days later, with Nate coming coming in. Yeah, elephants never forget. <laughs> it's almost hey. like you said that 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Almost. It's yeah. weird. That built so, like yesterday. So fresh on my mind, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Anyways, now we'll move on to our week nine pick. Let me pull up the screen real quick. Oh. From Jamie. Let me zoom in because I'm old. Uh, all right, here well, we are. Kind of, I'm just, just going to throw this out here, guys. Um, this is the this is going to be the first week all year that I'm just going to go blind with my selections. I did not write anything down for them. I love it. I'm going based purely on the eye test. So I, love, I freaking love it. We're going we're, we're going to try this method and see if it works. And you know, if I'm even further in the cellar than I already am at the end of the week, then maybe I should just not talk college football anymore. <laughs> just have less than do your picks the rest of the season. So, just have your boy do, your pick, do his picks for you the rest of the season. Anyways, we're going to start this week with a Thursday night game in the Pac-12. Utah on the road to, at Washington State. This is a pretty tricky – I mean, this is a trickier game than it, than it probably looks like on paper. Um, and I'm going to start this week with Mitchell. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Utah. I just think they're the better team. Washington State is a good team, but I feel like they they make a lot of mistakes. You look back at that Oregon game; they should have won that game. Uh, they made a lot of mistakes late, and I think that's gonna hurt them against a veteran type of uh, Utah team that's kind of catching catching fire now. Yeah, for sure, Jamie. I'm gonna go with Washington State. Wow. I I hate road games in the conference on a Thursday night. I I think Utah is a better team. I think that I know that sounds dumb, but I think if this game's played on a Saturday, they probably win a close game. There's something about going on the road in the conference midweek that just freaks me out. I'm going to take Washington State. Wow, Nate. Uh, being an Oregon fan, having seen the Ducks lose several times on Thursday night, I kind of get where you're coming from there, Jamie. I just I don't know. I, f- I feel like Washington State's not not quite there yet. Uh, you know, quarterback uh, Cameron Ward. He's he's for every two touchdowns he's thrown a pick. Uh, I feel like he's going to have to have just a stellar game. Uh, they're they're not going to be able to light up Utah's defensive front seven. Um, so I think even though yeah, it kind of does have the feelings of one of those trap games, and it is Halloween weekend and. And all those factors play in. I think Utah gets a very scary win, but they do come out victorious. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I think this game is pretty uncomfortable. It's a 10 o'clock start, which so I will not be staying up for this. But um, I think Utah gets it done, but I think it's close. I think uh, Washington State puts a scary in Utah. This is the exact kind of game where something like that could happen. So, uh, but give me Utah. But I, I mean, even the eight point spread, I'm not sure if they cover it. Um, now we're going to move on to another, what could be a potentially tricky game, uh, in the American, 
American Conference, American Atlantic. Is it, what is it called again? The American, American Athletic, Athletic Conference. Conference. I knew it was, I was close. I was on something. But anyway, Cincinnati travels to UCF, to Orlando to play UCF. UCF coming off a loss, a an embarrassing loss to East Carolina. Cincinnati coming off a close win against SNU. But anything can happen with Gus Malzahn's your coach. You can lose one week to East Carolina and turn around and beat Cincinnati. Jamie, does it happen this week? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cincinnati in this game. Mitchell. Yeah, I agree. John Rice Plumley just I don't I don't trust him through the air enough. You saw that against East Carolina. Just they, they struggled to really have any sort of semblance of a vertical threat down the field. I think Cincinnati is going to slow this game down, which is going to slow UCF down, and uh, Cincinnati will win. Nate, I got no. Uh... We're, I got to work under him at uh, Channel 32 WNEG out of Tacoma when I was in college doing the Friday Night Under the Lights. Uh, he was a sports director at the time. His name is Jeff Sharon. Jeff is a professor of journalism at uh, UCF right now. Um, he's kind of got me sold on him, so I'm going to go UCF. Uh, I, I just, you know, this is, I think the spread on this one's pretty close. One point. Um, yeah, so so really, you know, in Vegas' eyes there, it could be a toss-up. Um, I feel like if UCF can stop the ball through the air, which has kind of been, I don't want to say their Achilles heel, uh, but they've given up significantly more uh, pass yards than they have rushing yards on the season, so their pass defense isn't as, isn't as great. Um Maybe, but I don't know, man. Let's go UCF here. Why not? Yeah, I'll, Nate, I want to agree with you. This game's at home in Orlando. Um, you know, it's like I said, Gus Malzahn losing to a team like East Carolina, then coming back the next week and beating a team like Cincinnati is probably one of the most Gus Malzahn things out there. But I just – I Cincinnati isn't as good as they were last year, but they're still a pretty good team. Um, give me Cincinnati, but I think it's a very close game. Now we move on to Syracuse or Notre Dame going on the road to play Syracuse coming off a loss to Clemson. And I'm going to throw it back to Nate. Uh, is Syracuse going to be healthy is the question there. Uh, I feel like the way that they played against Clemson, they have the opportunity to rebound here. And I know Notre Dame is kind of down, but at the same time, it still is Notre Dame. Right. And I feel like that Notre Dame is going to come into this game with some purpose. It's going to be a chance for them to kind of right their ship. And I feel like now that Syracuse has finally lost one, um, it kind of took the wind out of their sails. So give me Notre Dame. In a close, close game. Jamie? Uh, I'm going with Syracuse. I really liked what I saw from them. I can't pretend like I've watched Syracuse any before Saturday. But I thought they played really well. I thought they played smart. Um, That crowd at Clemson for a noon game was was pretty loud. So, uh, I thought they they handled that pressure well. Um, And so, I I don't think Notre Dame is very good. So, I'm going Syracuse. Mitchell? I'm going to go Notre Dame. I'm going to agree with Nate. Um, I think Syracuse is one of those teams. Great start. 
Um, I didn't watch much of their game yesterday, but they did. I just, they, they, I mean, they had to play good to be in a close game with Clemson. But I think this is one of those games Notre Dame's is going to win. Uh, I feel like uh, they've kind of, they're kind of gaining their offensive footing a little bit. This is not a confident pick for me, but I do feel like Syracuse is going to have a little bit of a, oh my gosh, we're back to being Syracuse, and Notre Dame's going to be like, oh my gosh, we're back to being Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's going to win. That's a fair point, but I'm going to agree with Jamie. I'm going to go with Syracuse. Uh, I like Jamie. I'll, I like what I saw yesterday, even in the loss. I think uh, I think they go into this game feeling pretty good, knowing that they at least could hang with Clemson. And uh, I, I think, you know, they play for the right reasons. They play to know that, hey, they can still play for something, whether it's a good bowl game or something else. I think, I think Syracuse comes in motivated, and I think they get it done against Notre Dame. Now we move on to the cocktail party in Jacksonville. I feel like this is a pretty easy pick for all of us. But just to make sure, I'll start with James. Uh, yeah, Georgia has won four of five against Florida. Uh, I do think that, um, you know, be, being a Georgia fan, I'll never be comfortable with this game. If I live to be 100 and we beat them for the next 65 years, I, I still won't be comfortable with this uh, game. So there, there's a moment where uh, Georgia needs to come out early and play well early. Uh, but Georgia's a far better team than Florida. So without something screwy happening the way it did at Missouri, uh, I, I think Georgia's definitely going to win the game. Uh, as a Georgia fan, I also am encouraged by the fact that Georgia gets to play Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker on back-to-back games. I think yeah. that um, obviously Richardson runs a lot more uh, and Florida doesn't play the up-tempo style, but I think a mobile quarterback just in general, uh, it's going to help Georgia's play. Focus on a guy that you've got to make sure that you get him on the ground and you got to spy to make sure that he doesn't extend play. So I like Georgia, and I like the way this game sets up on Georgia's schedule. Mitchell? I think Georgia wins, and I think Georgia covers. I do think they – they I could see them – what was the – did we shut – we shut Florida out two years ago, right? Uh, I had it up here a second ago. Florida beat Georgia uh, 2019, y'all said No, no, no. We, one year we beat them – 42 like to 7 and 17. 40, 42 to 7 and 17, where it was just pure dominance. I think we have a repeat of that. Like Jamie said, though, before that game, I'm going to be nervous as heck. It's Georgia, yeah. Florida. Nothing, everything can happen. But I feel like we're going to be able to do the same thing we did to Anthony Richardson last year force a bunch of turnovers. Statistically, Georgia's defense is better through, uh, through what, eight games? They played seven games, eight games mm-hmm. um, than they were last year. So we will uh, – we'll see. Nate? Uh, I, I think that we're going to be frustrated at the half. Um, I, can, I can see Twitter and Facebook blowing up now with all these armchair OCs, you know, complaining about the play calling. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, when, the, you know, we get triple zero at the end of the game, Georgia's going to win. Georgia's going to cover uh, – They'll pull away in the second half. I have a feeling it's going to be close in the first half just because Florida's going to be amped up to play because it's a rivalry game. It's the number one team in the country. It's a neutral site. It's all the, you know, the, the cocktail party. It's all the all the pizzazz to it. Um, Georgia's not going to meet any danger at all. But 
it's going to have us uneasy for probably at least a quarter and a half, maybe maybe going into half. I hope not. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I hope it's I hope it's thirty five nothing at the end of the first yeah. quarter. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I, I can I, relax. I'm, yeah, I, start I don't worrying about the next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd like to see Carson back about the third quarter or something like that'd that. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> All right, so I know a few of you know I've recently become very close with a Florida fan. Yeah. I don't like talking about my personal life, but I need points this week. And my logic is not going to get my heart on this one. I'm going to go with Georgia. Um, I was hoping you were going to do it. Uh, I, can't, I, can't let, I can't let my heart uh, – I can't let my uh, feelings with a certain person um, get in the way of me points and my logic. I'm sorry. I will never become that person. Uh, give me Georgia at this one. Uh, but now we move on to another SEC game. Nate's favorite game from two years ago. And it's at the same place where this occurred two years ago. Arkansas goes on the road to Auburn. I literally had a Oh, my God. The freaking – a backwards pass is a lateral. It's a live freaking football. I literally had us pick this game this week, Nate, because of you. I li- that is the only reason why I had us pick this game this week. But I'll let well, you – I'll let you start. Arkansas is a four-point favorite this game. It, it's, it's still live football. I mean, there, there's – they screwed that one. Okay. Uh, still. Um, I mean, you know, the logic says uh, go, with, go with Arkansas. They, they, they rebounded uh, against – you know BYU. They had a great game against them. They've they were off this past week, uh, and they've had two weeks to prepare for an Auburn team, which just quite frankly is not very good. Um, and you know this is an Auburn team that only beat San Jose State by eight. Uh, had to go into overtime against the Missouri that they should have lost that game. Uh, they they did handle Mercer, but that's that's Mercer. Uh, you know Arkansas is going to win this game. Uh, keep it close so that no rest needed. I, I mean, I mean, does this have to be a blowout for them to just give a reason to can Harson? Like, is that what we're if, looking at at this point? Is just if they haven't already done it, I don't I don't know that they're going to do it. I mean, they're going to fire him, but I yeah, don't know that I they're going to do it mid season. You know, there's not an AD. They fired the AD. So the school point would be the one that would have to pull the plug. And it may just be that he doesn't want to deal with it. They don't have a a very obvious candidate to be the interim, like a former head coach or anybody like that on the, uh, on the staff. So I would imagine he's a little bit busy right now. Um, well, I mean, when, they, when they're, they can go to recess and just stop the whole country for a minute. That I mean, would actually be a recess. Listen, if, yeah. it, it, if, if, if the Senate's not in session for Thanksgiving week, bringing Tuberville back to go to all play at Alabama would be awesome. I mean, yeah. that would just be awesome. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, Barry, <laughs> let's just say Barry Alvarez, yeah, Barry Alvarez coaches the bowl game every other year, too. So. <laughs> the fact is not the interim coach right now, but I mean, they've got a good Yeah. The, now, our, Arkansas is going to win this game. Uh, I just, you know, I think the players at Auburn kind of realize what's up too. You know, obviously they're they're 
any coach will say they tries to keep their guys off of media, and most good coaches are going to have their kids listen to that. But these kids, they're going to see the media, what they're saying. Everybody's talking about what's going on with Harson. There, there's rumors about his replacement. Dude ain't even lost his job yet. It's kind of reminiscent of Manny Diaz oh, at Miami. And Walker uh, on Bart is already considered the Auburn job open. He's already it's like Auburn's the top job open in the country. But yeah, dude, I mean, it, it's it, it's a it, it's a bad situation. Uh, and I, is Auburn motivated to play this game? I don't know. So, with, with that, I think, you know uh, – Arkansas is going to handle business. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm going to change it up. I'm actually going to pick right now. Um, Auburn is not very good. Arkansas is not a great team, but they're a pretty good team. Um, I, I just think they're better than Auburn. So give me Arkansas on this one. And honestly, I, I think it's, I think it's by at least two touchdowns. I think Arkansas gets it done and gets it done. I mean, Arkansas is looking to kind of get their groove back. I think if they blow Auburn out, that might be. I mean, that might be a pretty solid statement. Jamie? Uh, yeah, Arkansas. I mean, there's I, th- there's part of me that feels like this could be kind of a weird game. It could be a close game. Uh, but, I mean, Auburn is also coming off of a bye. So, uh, but, no, I, I think Arkansas wins. Mitchell? Arkansas. No need for a discussion. All right, here is another fun game this week. We're moving on to the Big 12. Oklahoma State going on the road to Kansas State. At this point, I don't know what to think of either of these teams. I don't know about this whole entire conference. So, Jamie, help me out here. Who wins this game? Um, oh, I think. I mean, I, I, I was, I was impressed with their defense in the second half yesterday. They made some adjustments against, um, you know, against Texas that really kind of slowed everything down. They, they were very good at playing the ball in the air. Quinn Ewers didn't have a very good game, but like. They, they played well, and they, they're just tough. I mean, really, except for the second-half comeback for TCU, um, I mean, they, they just – they played really tough. So, I, I think it's Oklahoma State, and it's also Oklahoma State because I, if Martinez is not healthy for Kansas State, which it seems like he's not, that's a completely different team. Yeah, for sure. Mitchell? I'm going to go points. I'm going to take the home team. Give me Kansas State. Deuce Vaughn's going to be fully healthy for this game. He different. He's a difference maker for Kansas State when it comes to uh, their what they can do offensively. With no Adrian Martinez, having a running back like Deuce Vaughn, who led the Big 12 in rushing last year, I think that'll be the difference. Oklahoma State has not proven they can stop the run all year long. Give me Kansas State. Nate. I mean, Mitch, you got you got a good point there, Mitchell. With that, uh, it just if they go one dimensional, I I don't like that matchup. Um, Fun fact for you, the in the last five years, the only quarterback to have more top 25 victories than Spencer Sanders is Joe Burrow, who's now playing wow. for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that this week, Spencer Sanders is going to tie Joe Burrow, and he's going to get that 15th win against AP Top 25. Go Pokes. Yeah, give me the Pokes in this one, but I think it's really close. Now we move back into the SEC. Kentucky going on the road to Tennessee. Rivalry game, 7 o'clock kick. I think Kirk Herbstreit alluded to it. I believe him and Chris Fowler will be on the call for this game. Mitchell, what happens in Knoxville? I think Tennessee wins, but I don't think it's comfortable for Tennessee. I think Kentucky's going to show 
this might be a little bit of foreshadowing. I think t- Kentucky might show a little bit of a recipe for Georgia to stop their air attack. Kentucky's had a great defense all year. Their defense has been forcing turnovers. They're, I mean, they're top five defense in the SEC. Um, I think Tennessee wins this game, but I don't think it's comfortable until maybe three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, I think it could be that close. Jamie? Uh, I really, really, really want to take Kentucky uh, because I think they're going to scare the daylights out of Tennessee. Uh, I think what Mitchell said is exactly right. They play solid defense. I mean, the the reality uh, for the reality for Tennessee is that there were a lot of busted coverages when they played Alabama, and they uh, same when they played LSU. I think the home field advantage. If this game was in Lexington, I'd be picking Kentucky. If we pick games against the spread, this is 14, no chance. I, I take Kentucky in the points. But Tennessee, just straight up, Tennessee wins the game. Nate? Yeah. I, I, you guys nailed on the head. I want to pick Kentucky so bad just because I feel like you've got this Kentucky team that's not giving up a ton of pass yardage. you got a Tennessee team that is getting a lot of pass yardage. You've got uh, Kentucky only giving up 16 points a game. you got Tennessee scoring over 40 points a game. It feels kind of like, you know, unstoppable force against immovable objects. Uh, and the reality of it is, if this game is in Lexington, then yes, Kentucky maybe shocks the world. Um, I, I'm not going to be a hundred percent surprised if if they do, but I think Sloppy Top handles it, and then it's going to be a heck of a showdown coming up. Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. I could definitely see where Kentucky possibly could give them a scare, um, but yeah, I think overall Tennessee. It's in Knoxville. I think they get it done. Um, now we're going to move on to our game of the week. I think it's our only Big Ten game this week. Uh, oh where- man. Ohio State goes on the road to Happy Valley to play Penn State, um, coming off a blowout win against Minnesota. This game is a big noon kickoff game. I cannot stand that. Big noon kickoff. I feel like this game deserves to be a night game because it's in Happy Valley at night. And it's a top 15 matchup. But, you know, I don't make the decisions for the big corporate companies out there. But I can pick this game. But I will wait for my pick, and I will pass it over to Nate first. Um. So, so Penn State's able to score. I feel like this game could end up being a shootout, and if you're going to end up with a shootout, then give me CJ Stroud and the Buckeyes. Just, uh, I think this could be like the old style Pac-10 games where, well, I mean, heck, this this could be a. Bama Tennessee type game where you know it's forty nine to forty nine or something like that in the fourth quarter and you know somebody's got to score late. Uh, I, I just don't see any, either defense really doing a whole lot. Uh, I think it's going to be just a high scoring type game, and then uh, I don't want to, but I'm going to pick Ohio State. Jamie, uh, I will also pick Ohio State. I think I I don't necessarily agree with what Nate was saying. If it's close, Penn State's going to win the game. I, I think Ohio State ends up winning this one and winning by about three touchdowns. That atmosphere and happy it doesn't matter. Those people are crazy. This is all they have, okay? Like, 
they <laughs> they are crazy up there. And if this game is close, I I think it will go Penn State's way. I just don't think uh, Penn State's score enough to keep up with Ohio State. So I think Ohio State wins it like eh, 42-28, something like that. Mitchell? Um, I couldn't disagree more with Nate score-wise. I think this game's going to be low scoring. I think I trust Penn State's defense more than I trust their offense. Give me Ohio State to make a couple more plays. Shroud over Clifford, I think it's pretty simple. Yeah, I think quarterback play, it's obvious. It's Ohio State. Um, I, I, I could see it going either way when it comes to score, though. I I could see it being a 38-27 game where I could see it being a 28-17 style game. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Uh, but I'm going to – either way, Ohio State wins this game. But I don't think they cover. I think Ohio State wins but does not cover. And thank you to those that have tuned into the show. Thank you to those that are going to tune into the show. Make sure you subscribe to our Entree Banter YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok, Facebook, all of the social media outlets. And, yeah, it's been another great week. This has been another episode of Fourth and Wrong. Everyone have a great night. Peace. Alrighty, guys. Well, I got to bounce. Yeah. Um, so I will. Uh, I will see y'all next week. All right, Lou Pikachu. Oh yeah. Everybody have a good week. Do. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you. Bye.